I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, everybody. My name is Vaughn Lozon, and this is Future Brew, Michigan football recruiting podcast right here on maizeandbrew.com. And we've got a big episode today. So let's just get right to my co-host here, John Simmons and Steven Asantoski. John, how you doing, man? Good. Got the second shot today. So just kind of waiting till that kicks in and I feel terrible, but I'm happy <laughs> so far. By the time this podcast comes out, hopefully you are already over any side effects that you have. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's all good. Steven, how about you, man? How you doing? I'm doing better than John. I'm past my second shot. I got that on Friday. Uh, zero effects for me. So I believe that's what the uh, kids are calling built different, right? Is that, yes. can I say that now? Which one did you get? Pfizer. Oh, dang it. I'm Moderna. So. Uh, oh, man. Watch out. Oh, gonna... boy. We've got a rivalry brewing right here on Future <laughs> Brew. Um, yeah, hopefully all the best for you, John. Steven, glad you uh, are all set. And uh, yeah, uh, good stuff. And we've, we've got a big show today, like I said. So uh, let's just get right to it. And uh, we're going to talk first about Tyler Morris, the uh, most recent addition to Michigan's 2022 class. Four-star wide receiver committed to Michigan last Tuesday afternoon, picking Michigan over other schools like Notre Dame and Penn State, Florida, uh, Tennessee, Wisconsin had several other Big time offers there. Uh, currently ranked as the number 10 receiver, number three player in the state of Illinois, and number 79 overall player in the class on the composite. Uh, he really built quite the rapport with Josh Gaddis and obviously knows JJ McCarthy from playing with him at high school, his uh, or well, JJ's junior season. So that definitely lent a uh, helping hand as well in Michigan securing his commitment last week. So, John. It, uh, it sounds like Morris may have suffered a significant injury tearing his ACL during this uh, spring season that they had. So really hoping that he can come back strong and play in some capacity this fall. But regardless, uh, Michigan's getting a pretty good player who, as you detailed in your scouting report, which is on maizeandbrew.com right now, uh, really good at getting separation with his route running and uh, like I said, hopefully he can just come back strong from this injury that he suffered. Yeah, it's a bummer about the the ACL, but, you know, I think that the injury is becoming less and less of a, a big issue now with today's uh, medical uh, ability. I think athletes are coming back sooner, so hopefully he can get back on the field for maybe the, the at tail end of a senior season or the playoffs. But I think it's just nice for Michigan to, to end up getting what a target that they've been uh, seemingly the leader for for a long time you know he's stayed a top target through the the staff changes and everything and Michigan was able to finally land his commitment so that's always nice because you know sometimes these recruitments where guys seemingly favoring Michigan for a long time you know it gets it ends up hap, uh, going too long and it something's up and he ends up committing somewhere else like like Joshua Burnham this cycle comes to mind um, but with Morris they get uh, an exciting 
uh, should probably going to end up being a slot receiver, but can uh, play on the outside if he wants. But yeah, I see him kind of a, a technician, good route runner. He's smooth. He has a good speed. I think he can be a reliable uh, target. And he's, you know, had J.J. McCarthy throwing to him at NAS before uh, McCarthy moved to IMG. So I think that connection will definitely help him, uh, you know, see the field early at Michigan too. Yeah, it definitely won't hurt at the very least. Steven, I want to get your thoughts on his skill set, kind of like what John was talking about with his route running, a really good, uh, as John said, technician there. Um, What else do you think he does well? What do you think he needs to improve on? And do you have any concerns about the ACL? Uh, I'm kind of with John in terms of the ACL where guys come back pretty pretty close to 100%, if not fully at 100% after that in this day and age. So it's not something where – you know, when I hear like foot injuries or injuries that are a little bit less common or a little bit, um, yeah, I, I would just say less common or like Achilles, things like that around the feet for especially wide receivers, those things I tend to worry about a lot more. So for an ACL uh, that's pretty well researched and and well thought out for, for athletes these days to come back relatively quickly from that. Um, I really liked his catch radius ability to, to catch balls away from his body, use his hands really well, catch in stride. Uh, they used him in quite a, quite a bit diff- of different ways. They used him in the screen game quite a bit at Nazareth there. Uh, they used him on end around. I think he's going to be deployed very similarly to AJ Henning. I think he has a very similar profile to that as well, except obviously a couple inches taller than Henning, but both have really great speed. Uh, I think the one thing that Morris has over Henning was technique or is technique out of high school. Uh, Morris is a a bit ahead in that regard, but um, both I think have really great moves out of the backfield with the ball in their hands. They can make a couple guys miss. And uh, I I think watching AJ Henning um, this year will give, fans a, a good representation of what to expect in terms of Morris's skill set. And I think Morris can even hack it on the outside, kind of like Ronnie Bell. You know, Ronnie Bell's only six foot, six one. Um, and I think Morris could eventually uh, get out to that position. But if he proves to be really valuable, kind of out of the backfield in that offensive weapon role, I think he can lock that down pretty well if, if that works out as well. Yeah, I'm in agreement with that too. I, I I don't think you need to be six two, six three to line up on the outside anymore. At least these days. Obviously, you mentioned Ronnie Bell being a guy that he can kind of do it all from the slot, from the outside. He's done that really well throughout his career at Michigan. Yeah, I, I think Morris is definitely a very similar skill set in terms of uh, not only just the the body build and and the speed like around the same 40 time, I want to say, I think Morris was around a four, six before the ACL tear. So hopefully he's able to get back to that. And it, I would want a little better uh, from the 40 time uh, speed in terms of all of that. But I think this is a really big pickup as well. Uh, in my opinion, at least just not only because of his ranking, he's a top 100 guy. You always want to get guys like that, but also John, because Giles Jackson and Xavier Worthy are now out of the picture. So they really needed a top tier guy to come in next season. And Morris is absolutely that if he's able to fully recover and be ready in time from the ACL, which I mean, we're all in agreement that he should be able to do that. So really big pickup in my opinion, because of those two reasons. Yeah, I think so for sure. They, I think Gaddis is going to use the, the slot a lot. Um, we've seen him do it with Giles Jackson and, 
AJ Henning a little bit. Um, so he likes to give them handoffs and things like that. Um, so filling in that slot that Worthy uh, left from last year's class will definitely be helpful, especially since, you know, Christian Dixon is uh, definitely an outside guy. And I think that's where they have Andrew Anthony playing too. Um, you know, he could play both, but I think they're sticking him at outside. So uh, I think Morris will be a good addition there. And I think it also helps landing Caleb Brown, who's also from Illinois and is even more towards that heading uh, Giles Jackson type spectrum where he plays running back like the majority of the time for his team in Illinois, but he's also a, a slot receiver. I think he's, he's speedier, he's smaller, um, but I think he's another guy at the slot position that Michigan is in a good spot with him. I think uh, landing Morris will help and um, having McCarthy already on the roster. Yeah, absolutely. Caleb Brown, definitely more in the uh, Giles Jackson, AJ Henning, uh, 24-7 has him as 5'11", 177, 63rd national player on the composite right now. So obviously um, that would be a welcome addition to the wide receiver room as well because they're, they're going to need as much as possible, especially if they're going to want to continue to do what they were going to do with Xavier Worthy and Giles Jackson, you know, with, with the special teams. And I mean, with the speed and space that Josh Gaddis has been preaching, uh, you're definitely going to want as much help. And uh, Caleb Brown uh, has a few predictions to Michigan crystal ball wise, um, but it seems to be a Michigan, Ohio state neck and neck battle there. So, um, you know, that's another conversation for another day. Don't want to get too off track with Morris here, but John, I agree with you a hundred percent. Steven, I want to get your thoughts on the importance of this pickup kind of like just what we've been talking about with Giles Jackson gone, Xavier worthy now gone. Uh, and, and I, I guess uh, how many wide receivers do you, think that they need in this class now with the departures this off season. And I want to say this could be Ronnie Bell's final season. I don't know if he gets the extension. I can't remember if he gets the NCAA extension with the COVID year or not, but factoring that in potentially, it seems like they may want to take a few more guys now than what uh, we were anticipating uh, before the 21 class was even over. Cause worthy was still on board. They had three wide receivers. Um, but Maybe, maybe they want to take a few more now. How many do you think they need? And just uh, just the importance of the pickup with Morris in general. Yeah, I mean, he, he sets a great foundation, right? With his versatility, you can put him, like we were saying, on the slot, on the outside, use him as an offensive weapon. Having that sort of versatility gives you a lot of different options. I actually liked Morris's film on the defensive side as well. So even if wide receiver doesn't work out, I think he uh, could produce as a safety, a free safety type guy. But uh, I think his future is obviously primarily wide receiver. I would take at least two more. I think two, I think a total of three would be a, a good look there. Uh, one pure uh, one pure slot guy. Uh, look for a five ten little shutterbug, whatever you call those guys. Um, but but look for one of those that's a, a pure slot back, and then uh, maybe you get one more flex guy uh, or or shoot for a six three six four. Uh, guy kind of like Andre Anthony um, and, and go that route. So I think three is the magic number there. Uh, but uh, again, it, it might fluctuate, right? It, like you said, I, Ronnie Bell should have extra availability just because last year shouldn't have counted against uh, his, um, his eligibility, but the numbers are, are weird, right? So I think we're already kind of relying on Andre Anthony, maybe uh, a little this year in, in spot snaps, 
um, you know, an injury or two and, and you're really hitting the bottom of the barrel when it comes to depth. So I would expect probably three guys uh, would, would be the appropriate number. You could stretch it to four, but I think that's probably pushing it. Well, we've got Morris and Tayshawn Trent. So you're thinking maybe one, maybe two more uh, yeah. with, with Trent being the outside guy, Morris kind of being a do it all and then maybe get one more kind of like a Caleb Brown esque player. Yeah, exactly. Okay. John, do you, you agree with that? I I'm kind of in that same mindset too. I'd say three at, at the max four probably is what they're looking at now with these departures. And you, you know, you, you never want to have the cupboard be bare there, especially at a skill position like wide receiver. What, what are your thoughts on that, John? We'll move on after that. Yeah. I think it kind of depends on what their plans are for Tayshawn Trent. Um, if they get another tight end in the class, they might keep Trent out at wide receiver, but if not, I could see them wanting to uh, move him towards like a flex tight end position and then taking, you know, three true wide receivers along with him. So I kind of think it depends on how, how they view Trent, but three, four seems right to me. Yeah. And I honestly see Trent kind of evolving as an Eric all. I know we talked about him in the past, but he's another guy again, that, that brings that versatility as John is saying, where you can mm -hmm. kind of play with that. Yeah. Eric all kind of can, can, yeah, you're right. I mean, Eric all can kind of do a, he can line up on the in and block or he could just line up straight up on the outside. They've, they've done that in the past with him. So yeah, I could certainly see that being the evolution of Trent's game. If that's, you know, if he keeps growing into that and outgrows the six, four, two ten that he's currently listed at on 24 seven, I could certainly see that happen. So, all right, guys, good discussion. We'll move on here. Uh, we're going to talk about some uh, more visits being planned by prospects in the 22 class, but first it is time to talk about, our sponsor here on Maze Brew Podcast, and that is Homefield. Homefield is a premium collegiate apparel brand based out of the Midwest here in Indianapolis. Not only is their stuff comfy, but it is officially licensed gear, so they do not screw around when it comes to their designs. The cool thing about Homefield is that the team over there, they study every school's history, traditions, legacies, and with those things, they create thoughtful designs that tell the unique story of each university, and they've got some really awesome original Michigan designs that you will not find anywhere else. If you're looking for t-shirts, crewnecks, whatever it is, they've got it. They will help you out. So if you're looking for that vintage apparel, look no further than home field. Use that promo code that we've been blasting at you for months now, MNB as in Maze and Brew to get 20% off your entire first order. Again, that's 20% off the entire order. That's not just one shirt. So use that promo code MNB at checkout. Go to homefieldapparel.com. Shop for all that stuff. Use that promo code. Get 20% off. Start shopping today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist. And if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. 
Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And welcome back. Thanks for sticking around, everybody. It is now time for our uh, what's really becoming a weekly roundup of more prospects scheduling visits to the University of Michigan this summer. And we had a few interesting additions this past week. I'm really excited to talk to you guys about these prospects coming to visit this summer. So let's just get started right at the top with Bo Atkinson, uh, which is probably the most uh, redneck farmer, uh, just beefy defensive lineman name that you could possibly think of three-star D lineman. He's locked in his official visit the weekend of June 11th. He is listed at 6'6", 240. He is from Raleigh, North Carolina, listed as the number 19 weak side defensive end, number 386 overall player in the class. So he's getting pretty close to that four-star range there. Has some other offers from Penn State, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Miami, Minnesota, several others. Uh, So far, uh, as far as I know, at least from what I could gather on uh, the old internet machine, this is the only visit that he has scheduled so far. Uh, So pretty telling that uh, Michigan is the first visit that he wanted to get scheduled there. So, John, not much has really been said about Atkinson up to this point, but he kind of fits the bill of what they're looking for on the edge in this 22 class and moving forward with what they've got planned there. Yeah, he's uh, pretty long. He's 6'6", 240. Um, what I like a lot about him is his, his length and his uh, ability to use his hands really well, stay disengaged from from blockers. Um, I, he does uh, have a couple of visits, according to his Twitter. He said he's going to Miami on June 1st and Virginia on June 18th. So uh, those are definitely a couple other schools to keep in mind. Um, it looks like he's considered a lot of schools in that coastal region there. Um, Virginia, North Carolina. Uh, uh, that's kind of a part of the country where Penn State does really well. So you definitely have to consider them too. But I like his highlights yeah. a lot. He got he got a good little bump in the the rankings uh, last. I think it was last week when twenty four seven did it. So yeah, he's really close to that line. Um, I know that the staff likes him a lot, and Coach Ryan Osborne, the analyst who's coaching the edges, was tagged in the tweet. So it makes me think that mm-hmm. uh, they're gonna see him as an edge, you know, an outside linebacker, uh, rusher, Sam. Yeah, they, uh, man, I, I'm, it just seems like all of these, and they've been offering a lot of defensive linemen and outside linebacker prospects. It seems like a lot of these D linemen that they've been offering, they, they've been really receptive to uh, Ryan Osborne. It seems like every tweet with the, you know, the scholarship in hand, you know, got the scholarship from university of Michigan. They're tagging that Ryan Osborne and he's, he's been putting in work for sure. Uh, Steven, want to get your thoughts on this visit Atkinson as a prospect, like John said, really long prospect at six, six, two forty. really fits the bill at that edge spot in this scheme. Yeah, it, it's funny. They're probably pitching him uh, the Braden McGregor or uh, Aiden Hutchinson sort of comparison. I'm sure they are. Um, to me, he still seems a little raw, which I think is a, a reason why he's still a three-star, you know, he's approaching four-star territory. And I think, uh, his athleticism is, is a big part of that. And I mean, he's ferocious. So despite being a little raw, I think he needs to improve his hands. Um, 
you know, he showed, he shows some ability with a, a rip move through the middle. Um, but I think just more consistency with his footwork, uh, extending on the stack and shed, I think would take him a long way, but the tools are there. Uh, and it, it's hard to replicate that ferocity or teach that ferocity. So, uh, having that motor, having that sort of mindset will, will take him far and just putting, some of that technique together will uh, elevate his game higher than what his ranking is right now. Um, I really liked his change of direction um, around the edge. He flashed that. Uh, I, I actually really liked his tight end potential. Um, I know he's going to be an edge guy, but uh, really I think he, he has speed. That's pretty rare for that size at six, six. Uh, if he can translate that, that physicality, I, I would, I would give him a shot at tight end, honestly, because it seems like he has the hands. He had a couple clips there at that position. So um, even though, you know, edge guys who have that level of athleticism are uh, at a premium, um, I liked what I saw on the offensive side as well. Yeah. He seems like a very interesting prospect and yeah, I mean, six, six, two forty, he's already built to be a tight end. So if they don't see the defensive line in his future, Yeah, maybe flip them over to the other side, see what happens there Uh, would be an interesting thought. Let's move on to, in my opinion, this was kind of like the eyebrow raiser to me, another very interesting addition to Victor's weekend, which is coming up on June 18th, which this guy, four-star top 100 player, he is a cornerback named Marquise Groves Killebrew, listed at six foot, 180 pounds. He is from Snellville, Georgia, and he's been committed to the Georgia Bulldogs since last May, uh, listed as the number 11 cornerback, number 98 overall player in the class uh, to go along with all of those accolades. He's also on the roster for the 2022 Under Armour All-American game. And John, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the first official visit he has planned to, at least from the last time that I really looked it up. You already schooled me once. Perhaps you can school me again. But (laughs) this, this edition really came out of nowhere. Um, at no point in the cycle up until now has Michigan even been mentioned, I think, in the same sentence as Groves Killebrew, mainly just because he's been committed to Georgia for nearly a year now. He may just be trying to see other good college towns up close. Ann Arbor is a good college town, so I'm, I'm not sure what's going through his head. But at the very least, it confirms that he has interest in getting up here and seeing what it's all about. You're, you're right, Vatni. That's this is the only visit that I've seen he's taking. Thank you, which, John. <laughs> yes, which makes it even weirder to me that he's uh, he he's scheduled his Michigan visit because you know, like you said, Michigan has really never been mentioned with him at all before this point. So you kind of wonder what's going on here. I guess uh, you know I have to chalk it up to Mo Linguist really doing work on the recruiting trail like usual. Um, you know, I was looking at Georgia's class today to figure out, you know, maybe they're in on the top of in a, a, on a lot of guys and he could be pushed out, which is kind of amazing that that's the level that they're at. They're pushing out top 100 cornerbacks, but they, they only have uh, Dion Bowie, who is a five star athlete who's projected a corner. And then their their targets page, they only have one other corner who is also five star, of course, but uh that's the only one listed there. So I don't think they're really in it for a bunch of guys that could get him out of there. So I don't really know what's going on with his recruitment. I think it'd be a, a great surprise if uh, he ended up flipping. 
Um, but I think this is just one where we have to wait and see what information comes out and if he ends up taking the visit or not and just see what, what he's thinking here. It's just too bad for Georgia if they lose a top 100 <laughs> guy for a five-star cornerback. Yeah, I mean, just playing the world's smallest violin at that point, uh, if that's what happens, too bad for the Bulldogs. Um, Steven, we've talked about the need for really good defensive prospects in this class to really set the bar for not only just this incoming class here, but for the bar of what they're going to want to recruit and be able to recruit with this new defensive coaching staff. And Groves Killebrew certainly is the type of guy that they would want in this class as a, uh, I guess, quote unquote, really good defensive prospect, top 100 guy. Um, At this point, I don't really have the information necessary to say, you know, there's a clear chance that he flips. I, at this point, I'll just say, I don't think he wavers in his recruitment, but theoretically, if Michigan pulls off a flip, it would be a huge addition to the class. No question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing that stands out watching his film, the speed out of his back pedal is elite and it's, to the level of Dax Hill where he, he gets out of his breaks and it's like, wow, this guy's running a four, four off of his first step out of this break. And uh, that's the thing where it's truly something that's, that's uh, an eyebrow raiser from, from his film alone. Um, He comes up and runs support. Uh, He's a true home run threat from special teams, returning kicks and punts. Um, You know, I think, I think he could improve his technique overall. So Another guy who I think his footwork um, could use some work, uh, but he he times passes really well. He he gets his hands uh, on the ball uh, once he gets out of his break, out of his back back pedal. He's able to close on the ball extremely quickly, and he's physical, so he's he's willing and able to come up and run support. So, I mean, he, he's there's a reason he's top you know top 100 guy overall, and. Uh, if you could pull him off with Will Johnson, that's that's a duo that would be, uh, you'd think, towards the top of, of two of the best corners that a program could get. So, um, yeah, I mean, nothing more to say than, you know, you really hope and, and the best you can do is get him on campus, right? That's it. That's it. If he, if he sticks mm-hmm. with his commitment, then then he does. But getting him on, on campus, that's the, the big, uh, big barrier uh, of being able to, to give your best shot on a guy like him. And he's one where even if you think you have an outside shot, you take a chance if he's willing to, to stop by Ann Arbor. Yeah. You got to give it a shot. I mean, if the kid is willing and able to officially visit uh, campus at any point, you obviously take it, whether he's committed to a program or not, I would imagine that they'd probably do the same thing with a guy like Domani Jackson, who's a five-star cornerback that, had very high interest in Michigan before he committed to USC a few months back. And uh, did you guys see on Twitter over the weekend, by the way, about Domani with him and uh, Will Johnson uh, playing at a, I think it was like yeah, a seven on seven thing. Think. Yeah. yeah. Cody yeah, Jones I, was there too. It man, I, <laughs> I don't mean to get sidetracked here, but I, I think there's a good chance that they eventually get an official visit out of, out of Domani. I I have no information. Like this is not inside info. This is just strictly how I feel my opinion, but I I think they've got a shot to get an official visit at some point. Do you feel the same way, John? Yeah. I think that's, this is one where Courtney Morgan hire could help a lot too. Exactly. Being West coast, being in the LA area for a while. Um, So I I think Michigan's going to keep chipping away here for sure. Yeah. 
And you yeah. think get, get him with Will Johnson on a visit together. Um, you know, there's getting him a chance to, to hang out with his buddy again. You, you know, there's just another reason to, to come visit. So. Exactly. And uh, I think it was uh, rivals. Uh, EJ Holland was over there and uh, with the Will, with Will Johnson and a few of those other guys. Uh, I think he had tweeted a photo of Will and Domani. And I'm pretty sure Domani's father had quote tweeted and said that they, you know, they look pretty good playing together. Um, There's something along those lines. I, this not verbatim by any means, uh, definitely paraphrased, but um, it, just all of those factored in kind of just gives me a thought of, Hey, I mean, it, it, it could happen. They could get a visit at the very least, not saying that they're going to flip them, but at the very least they, they could work to get an official and obviously get Will Johnson with him and, it would, it would go a long way for sure. Um, so sorry, didn't mean to get sidetracked there. I thought that was very interesting. Just pairing up with, uh, uh, with Groves Killebrew. Uh, so we'll, we'll move on here to our last, uh, official <laughs> official visitor, uh, visiting Michigan the weekend of June 25th. And that is three star wide receiver, CJ Smith listed at six, three, one eighty. He hails from Orlando, Florida. He is currently ranked number 96 at the wide receiver position, number 767 overall on the composite in the class. And uh, that's even with a uh, recent rankings bump. Uh, so um, starting to move up a little bit here. So he, he's got a, a couple other official visits scheduled. This time I do know, John, so you don't have to correct me this time. Uh, Arkansas, June 4th, South Carolina, June 11th. Florida, June 18th. So uh, a few SEC schools in there and also has offers from Auburn, Florida State, Penn State, Louisville, Nebraska, a few other pretty big time schools there. So clearly uh, these bigger schools think that he's going to outplay his ranking as well. It's not just a one time Michigan uh, is like the biggest offer that he has here. So, John, again, another guy who seems to be I don't know, I I don't want to like. I don't know. I, I won't sugarcoat it. It seems like he's kind of on the back burner for Michigan at this point among the wide receivers seems to be among the first backup options in the event that like Caleb Brown, we were talking about him earlier, maybe Darius Clemens. Some of those guys end up committing elsewhere. He could be that next guy up on Michigan's board. So uh, again, it would be a nice complimentary guy for Morris and for Tayshawn Trent, uh, the other two wide receiver commits in the class, uh, but seems to have some potential here for sure. Yeah, I think uh, he's he's a really good prospect. I don't think his his ranking's accurate. I do think he has a lot of work to do in his game, but just he's a track star. He can run a hundred meter at ten five two and the two hundred meter at twenty one point four, which are uh, both really really good times. So doing that at six three is is really rare. So I get why a lot of uh, these schools are intrigued by his potential, and uh, you know he has a lot of SEC uh, interest. So I think getting him up, uh, Michigan's really the only school uh, besides, or the only school of his officials that um, is up north. So uh, I think he does really like them. I think Michigan's doing a good job recruiting him so far. Um, but yeah, with a few spots open now, I think if they get uh, Caleb Brown or Darius Clemens to pop on one of their visits, I know Brown isn't someone yet, but um, then it could be different for Smith. But he's definitely a great prospect to have as a, as a plan B type option for sure. Mm -hmm. 
Stephen, for a guy his size, I mean, John John was kind of hitting on this with, with the 100-meter dash time of 10.52, 200-meter dash time of 21.4. That's uh, pretty good for someone uh, 6'3", 180. So if Clemens doesn't work out, perhaps Smith could be uh, the next guy up for Michigan in this cycle that has that combination of speed and size. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy, honestly, watching his film. Um, he has a long stride, and you're like, oh, this guy isn't running super fast but then you're like oh he's six three and he is just loping past these guys so his ranking to be what'd you say 96 wide receiver yeah um that doesn't make sense to me it, it he's gonna if you threw him on uh, img or a larger profile team i think he'd be a top 100 guy i'm gonna say that pretty boldly right now maybe it's a consistency issue you know, on his huddle film, they won't show drops. So there could be potentially things that they're hiding there. Uh, but with a guy who can run a 10.5 hundred meter dash at six, three, uh, he showed the ability to have pretty clean routes from what I saw. So even if it's just a, like a consistency thing, um, <clears throat> I don't know. He, he seems like a guy who would, who would blow up at a camp scene and maybe, uh, you know, we've talked about it on past podcasts, just not having that opportunity to shine uh, could hold back his ranking from really ascending to uh, the level it should be. But I mean, you're, you'd be hard pressed to find 106 guys better in the state of Florida uh, than his composite currently has right now. So, so yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be a steal now, you know, uh, again, I don't have the full picture. It's just from his film, but I think whatever team gets him is uh, is going to be pretty happy. So, you know, I, overall, I trust Michigan scouting. So if they think other guys have a, a better opportunity um, to, to contribute early, whatever it may be, um, you know, they, they have a better idea than I do. But um, I feel like I'm missing something with, with the, the picture that uh, C.J. Smith is, is given at this point. I feel like we've been talking about it a lot with these prospects that Michigan's recruiting in this class. I don't know if it's because of COVID and the rankings have just been weird other than like the really, really elite guys. But yeah, I mean, Phillips, he finally got uh, his ranking. Um, but I, yeah, I would anticipate cause uh, CJ Smith's ranking that was with a recent rankings bump at uh, number 767 overall. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I, I think he's a really good prospect as well. Um, obviously, Michigan's interested in him to get him up on an official visit. Now, albeit it's not for Victor's weekend, and it seems like they're kind of saving uh, the official visits for Victor's weekend for their like tip-top targets in this class. So, um, I like I said, I kind of see him as as a backup option at this point. But if that's your backup option, then then they've got some pretty good options at the receiver position in this class. Um, yeah, really nice prospect for sure. Um, any other final thoughts from either of you guys before we wrap up here? No, it's going to be a crazy, it's going to be a crazy, crazy uh, couple weekends there in June. Um, yeah. It's good. See, we're going to have our, our work cut out for us trying to track all of the, <laughs> uh, all the updates going out of that, man. It's going to be a lot for sure. Um but I'm pumped because, I mean, we, we've talked about this before, but we didn't get this last year. And it's something that I, I know John looks forward to it every year. And I'll let him speak on his behalf. But I for sure look forward to these official visits during the summertime. This is when Michigan really puts in uh, their work on the recruiting trail and, and get a lot of guys most of the time to uh, to commit 
at these big recruiting events. So definitely looking forward to covering it. And John, I know you are too. Yeah, definitely. You're even seeing guys in the 23 class, uh, ranging visits too. Yeah. So it'll be a good time. Yeah, that's right. I, I did see a few of those and uh, a few really highly ranked guys in the 23 class. I know it's early, but uh, uh, looking pretty promising there as well. So definitely looking forward to covering it with all you guys. Definitely looking forward to share it with all of our readers on Maze and Brew and listeners on Maze and Brew podcast. So thank you for listening today as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where are you at? At Simmons underscore John. Steven? At Steven Toski. And follow Maze and Brew on Twitter, Insta, Facebook, all that jazz. Just search Maze and Brew. You'll find us. Uh, search for us on any podcast network, whatever you listen to, iTunes, whatever it may be. Maze and Brew Podcast. We'd appreciate those five-star rankings. And follow Steven's work on YouTube. Go check out his Giovanni El Hadi a video that he had put out uh, Monday morning and he uh, doing a live stream as of this recording, doing a live stream tonight, Monday night. And I believe he'll have another one out on Wednesday as well. So Steven's just uh, uh, going to work uh, as the uh, uh, 04 Pistons uh, would say, just going to work. Um, that's what Steven's doing. So go uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We would certainly appreciate that as well. So for John and Steven, I'm Vaughn. We'll catch you guys next week. Go blue.